You are now listening to the Unrelenting Podcast. My name is Lonnie. I will be your host. And on this episode, we are talking to 28-year-old bodybuilder and personal trainer Adam Tang Sirichirian about his near-death experience last year in Miami. Shortly after coming off of the stage, he collapsed. And on that day, he had not one, but three heart attacks and is still living to tell the tale. So I really wanted to hear that story and hear about how it has affected his life and what motivates him to keep going, to be so resilient after something so horrific happening. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, you want the American version or the Thai version? Ah, uh, I don't know. Let me hear them both. <laughs> uh, well, just for you know phonetic reasons, you could just say it: Tang Siri Cherion. Tang Siri Cherion. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. All right. And what? How does? How is it in uh, the Thai version? <laughs> the, the Thai version is uh, it's a little bit harder, but it's Tang Sili Chalan, so that's a little harder. <laughs> Just say the American way. Yeah. Okay. I'll do my best. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the Unrelenting Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Adam Tang Siri Chirion. Did I say that right? That's correct. Okay, awesome. All right, Adam is a personal trainer and a national level bodybuilding competitor. He's been in seven shows. I wanted to talk to you more about an incident that happened in, what was that, November? Yes, November 2019. November 2019. You want to tell us a little bit about what happened okay so um in 2019 i did three shows back to back to back um i started prep um preparing for the show um in march so i did six months of dieting to july with my first show um july was my first show my second show was also in july and then i did a little mini uh bulk and then i did a show in november so there was three shows not really taking any breaks, pretty much is, gas on gas on the pedal the whole time. Yeah. Is that normal? Is that what people in bodybuilding do? Um back in the day, yeah, people did a lot of shows, but nowadays people usually take a couple months off and then do a show, a couple months off and do a show. Oh, okay. uh, and the previous year I had done a show also in September, so it was four shows back to back to back to back. Um Sheesh. So it, it was it was a lot of stress on my body. Um, I was you know cranking a lot of hours at work, um, and you know I was probably training training people around seventy hours a week. So you know uh, a lot of work, a lot of training people, as well as on top of training myself, as as well as um, being on top of my nutrition. Um, make sure I'm doing my cardio every morning, cardio before bed. So. It was, you know, there were long days, and yeah. I was um, going to the November show. 
um, I was, you know, just doing a lot. And usually people take, you know, the last two weeks off to mm-hmm. um, before their show just to, you know, kind of like get everything situated, relax a little bit, let your body rest. But uh, I didn't take any days off. I, I took maybe three days off to go because I had to fly to Miami. So I took like Tuesday off and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday I flew to Miami. And so um, I can't tell you what happened because I have loss of memory. So um, all I know is I have little like um, little clips of me going to Miami that Brooke was recording, like sending me off to Miami or I have um, archived videos of me being in Miami that that I don't don't remember. So um, I don't I don't ever remember going on getting on the flight. I don't remember getting to Miami. I don't remember, you know, getting to the Airbnb. And what did uh, the doctors say about that, about the memory loss? Um, they said, because I, I, I suffered a brain injury. I pretty much, um, uh, I suffered a brain injury and they said it was normal that I wouldn't remember a lot of things because it was brain damage. Thank God, like, I have no reoccurring effects of what happened. I'm 100%. There's nothing I can't do nowadays. But um, they didn't know what happened which is the crazy part they couldn't find out why i had a heart attack wow so (laughs) there's still no explanation that's crazy they were so concerned of how little they found during the whole thing that they had to put a defibrillator in so a defibrillator is a device implanted in my chest that um if the rhythm of my heart goes bad or south, it'll shock me. So I won't ever have a heart attack again. Right. However, that's only precautionary if, you know, the only reason they put it in is because they didn't know what to tell me. They couldn't say, hey, it was because of this, it was hereditary, it was because of this, this and this, it was because of stress. They, they, they couldn't find out. So that's why they put that in my chest. Oh, just in case it happened again. Right. So, has it? As in, it has. has it, <laughs> no, has it thank been, God. Okay. <laughs> That's I weird. haven't had any shocks. I haven't had any, like, um, you know, any freak accidents. I feel 100%. Uh, again, there's really nothing I can't do to this point. Um, so, training wise, is there, are there any precautions that you are taking now or have to take because of the defibrillator? Um, you know, when I first got back, I went to physical therapy for a couple months and they said, you shouldn't be doing anything. Um, you should not be, you know, lifting any weights. They said, you know, you should be only doing stationary bike for 20 minutes a day. And of course I'm a little stubborn. So, I mean, I went right, right back into the weights. Um, you know, obviously upset lifestyle for, right. for a long time. You can't just. Stop. Right, I've been doing bodybuilding for you know like since 2012, so like eight years. Um, and you know they weren't happy with that, but I said, listen, like this is what I'm gonna do. I love what I do. You know, I'd rather take the take the risk of you know you know collapsing than than being a slave because I can't do the, the things that I love. Ah, 
I I totally feel you. <laughs> and, and, and I know you feel me because you went through something similar, which is your ACL tear. Yeah. So, yeah, not being able to do what you love is like, just kill me now. <laughs> yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather be, you know, in the ground than freaking being a slave to, to what I should do. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> were, you, were you scared? Um, so when I woke up, I was very heavily sedated because what happened was when I had the heart attack, um, I inhaled all my, all my stomach contacts. So meaning I threw up and all, all, all the throw up went into my lungs. Oh my. Yeah. So that I had to be on a ventilator, um, to help me breathe because of all that, because my lungs weren't working properly um they also had to put me in an induced coma for nine days to slow down the bacteria that was spreading into my lungs so i was in a hypothermic state for nine days and in an induced coma so that being said um you know by day four and five they actually told me they always actually told brooke that i wasn't gonna make it like he this this dude's gonna die like he's straight up like there's no way he's gonna come back from this um, lungs weren't working properly and they were still very weak so they kept me very heavily sedated um, while even when I was waking up um, so what came to my mind was I didn't know what I was doing I don't know what what was going on I could just hear voices in and out and I would fall back to sleep and I would just be very very confused so um, that was pretty much for the first couple days and then they slowly took me off the sedatives mm-hmm. and I kind of I kind of regained consciousness okay okay now I know who's talking now I know what I'm doing um and I sort after that they started to finally feed me because I, I wasn't able to eat for the longest time yeah that was like what two weeks right two weeks I wasn't able to eat how how long were you in the hospital after they took you off of the the sedatives? Um, November nineteenth. Let's see. So I was there from November twenty second to December. I want to say eighth, eighth of the fourteenth, something like that. Yeah. Um, so nine days. Uh, I was in the hospital for about a total of, I want to say two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. After they, um, after that I was off the sedatives and I was a more of a, you know, a functioning person. They, they brought me down, down to, from the ICU to the telemetry, which is the regular hospital. And that's where I started remembering things because um, I don't know if my memories were trying to repress the ICU because I was so I was so traumatized. Right. But I I started remember things as soon as I got down to the hospital. Yeah. So when the incident happened, when you collapsed, were you were you on stage? <laughs> no. So what uh, what happened from what they tell me is um, there's 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 two shows there's pre-judging and then there's a night show mm-hmm. so after pre-judging you know i i didn't play as well as i wanted to 
um, we went to go have dinner, and you know, they, they know who's going to play the first and second. So it's not like we have to really watch or diet that much um, going into the night show. So um, we went to go eat um, frozen yogurt. We went to go eat pizza first, Ooh, and then pizza. after that, we went to go eat frozen yogurt. Mm, and, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, while we're eating frozen yogurt, we're standing outside, and um, I would, you know, not not that I, that I would recommend anyone do this, but I I'm a vapor, so I was vaping on my my um, my nicotine, mm-hmm. which is not good for me, um, but it's something that helps me through through my contest preparations because you get so damn hungry that there's nothing you could do. Um, I gave that up because you know Brooke told me to give that up, so. Um, anyways, I was vaping like a madman, you know, like like sucking on that thing like like no other. <laughs> and, um, I collapsed, and uh, my my backpack. Thank God I had my backpack on. It broke my fall, so Ooh. I wouldn't crack my head. Whoa! Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it, it like it like broke my fall. I went straight back, and then my coach was on the phone with his girlfriend at the time and he was like oh shit Adam went down he immediately rushed to me and um, someone had to call the ambulance um, the ambulance then had picked me up within five minutes pushed me to the uh, ICU and that's where it all went down oh okay so that's where you started um having what the convulsions where you were throwing up and it went into your lungs uh, i guess i had throw, thrown up um when i had went down so like i i threw up while i went down and it all went to my lungs and then um while i was in the actual in the ambulance they tried to stabilize me and were um using the um i forgot the the defibrillators to shock me um, because I wasn't stable. Yeah. And then, and then after I stabilized, they finally rushed me to the ICU. Oh, okay. And in the Ooh. ICU, um, I had an additional two heart attacks. What? So I had a total of three. Oh my god! Wow. That. So is... <laughs> I see. <laughs> Yes, you are very fortunate to be alive and so and so well. I mean, is there it's, it's any definitely a blessing? Huh? Definitely a blessing. Yes, it's definitely a blessing. And there's no um, residual brain damage or anything other other than uh, the memory loss. Like, but you know, at, when when I first got back home from the hospital, um, even during the course of the hospital. Uh, my whole left left side of my body was paralyzed. Oh wow! So I couldn't really like grab things with my left hand. I couldn't, you know, um, I couldn't move my left leg. I couldn't really walk on my left side. And so my that's uh, and I don't know why, but my whole left side was paralyzed. And then slowly um, I started to you know relearn or you know, um, how to use my left side. And when I got home from the hospital, um, it was like, I couldn't think properly. Um, I couldn't connect the dots. 
um, Brooke had brought me home, like, like connect the dots and word searches just to help exercise my brain. Because at this point, it was like I was like a five-year-old kid. I wasn't able to, um, you know, process things or process any type of information correctly. Like, right. you know, uh, you know, watching TV, I couldn't really process what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. So it took me, you know, a good month to month a month and a half to re- relearn how to do everything from, you know, tying my shoes to putting on shirts. You know, I would get tangled up in my shirts and not know what to do. Um, that had to be so frustrating and scary. Oh, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Because I didn't know if it was ever going to be the same. You know, every day was, was a battle, you know, yeah. for myself, um, not knowing, like, am I ever going to be the same? Am I going to return to normal? Um, you know, when is this going to subside? So, you know, um, I didn't start driving until probably two months after I got home. And, uh, you know, it was like, you know, when you're like 15 and 16 and your dad's driving, that, um, teaching how to drive and you're scared as hell. Yeah. That's what happened. Like when Brooke told me to get behind the wheel, I was sweating bullets and, you know, I just told myself, you have to do this. You have to, you have to learn again because if you, if you, if you give up on yourself now, then who knows what's going to happen in the future, you know? Exactly. It's so great that you had that support too. Absolutely. Yeah. And you were able to push yourself because a lot of people would have just probably given up in the hospital room and (laughs) accepted like, hey, and not strive to get back to where they were. Right. And now, for those who don't know, uh, my my girlfriend, which is one of your good friends, (laughs) she's a, uh, she, she was an ER nurse and she's a nurse who specializes in brain injury. So it was a perfect um, storm because she was there with me and she knew exactly how I was feeling, what I would feel like, and what I would go through. Right. I honestly didn't know she specialized in brain injuries. <laughs> but now I know. Okay, so uh, when, um, when did you get back to lifting? How long did it take you to get back to that? <laughs> so... Honestly, the day that I, because the, the gym is my home and, you know, um, that's my family and, you know, my teammates are my family. And so the, the home gym is, is called HP training facility. It's on Riverside, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, uh, I'm not able to go back to work yet at this point. I'm not able to drive much. So, um, I would get picked up by one of my teammates and we, we just go hang out at the gym because that was the one thing I could do. And so, honestly, the second day I got back from the, from the hospital, mm-hmm. I, started, I started lifting. Really? There was no. Yeah, and everyone was like, you should not be lifting, blah, blah, blah. I got so much backlash on people, from people, you know, on my Instagram saying, you know, you need to take it slow, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, which is probably true at a, to a certain extent, but, you know, it... I also believe that the lifting and the focusing and, you know, pushing my body helped me recover a lot faster than it would. Right. 
Yeah, because I think the worst thing sometimes you can do is nothing. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is rest. Like, you got to keep going. Right. You got to keep pushing exactly. and keep exercising, especially when you had an injury that was affecting your mobility. So being able to move was a big part of recovery. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, focusing on that left side, because again, my, my left side was uh, inhibited and, uh, and not not at 100%. So focusing on that left side, making that, that connection with my mind and my muscles uh, helped me recover a lot faster. And I don't have any um, deterioration or weakness on my left side anymore. So I feel 100% that both sides are equal now. Okay, that's, that's good. That's dope. What you call it? So since you're back and you're feeling 100%, what, um, well, first off, what lesson did all of this teach you or what advice would you give to somebody that was competing at a national level and maybe looking up to you or you're actually, what, what advice would you give to your, um, uh, the people that you train? Um, so the, the most valuable lesson I learned and it, it finally took this to teach me this is that listen to your body and know when you need to take a rest and figure out how much rest you need, especially when it comes to trying to achieve something, you know, that requires a lot of dedication energy and you know uh, so you know again I was working around about 70 hours a week um, and training my online clients as well so I had maybe I want to say 100 130 clients total and you know I'm the type of person that I'm the type of person who does well under pressure so the more I do the more I want to do um how do you manage 130 so, clients? <laughs> uh, lots of and, and, and you know this goes back to. And um, I know you give them everybody. like personal, you know, meal plans and stuff. So how do you do that for 130? <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of energy drinks, a lot of um, sleepless nights, um. You know, and a lot of just, a lot of just like, a lot of dedication, honestly. But that's my that was my downfall is because I did too much. And you know, if 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 I can pinpoint it on anything of what happened is because of my lack of self care, lack of sleep, lack of rest. Yeah. So my advice is to take time for yourself. Learn your body, know what your body's capable, and don't overdo it. Yeah, that is great advice. We all need to do a little bit more self-care. Absolutely. So what are you working on now? Are you uh, going to compete this year? or? Um, so this year, I'm actually going to take the year off, which is you know, for me. I'm not going to train... What I'm focusing on is not training as much. 
is, uh, you know, not waking up at 5 a.m. anymore. You know, my uh, I'm going to start at 9 a.m., mm-hmm. the latest. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to train too much. Um, I just focus on resting this year and rebuilding because when I got to the hospital, I can... I, I could tell you how skinny I was, man. I had lost like at least 30 to 40 pounds of muscle, oh which was sad because of all that work that I did. Yeah. Um, um, but thank God in, in the last couple months, it's all come back. Not all of it, but muscle has memory. Mm-hmm. So th- thank God for that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's coming back very, very fast and it continues to come, come on very fast because of the amount of of rest that I'm getting and you know I'm taking this this whole pandemic as as a you know a light in my eyes because it's given me the rest that I haven't gotten in many many years so like getting like 10 to 12 hours of sleep a night you know and you know still working out and you know I would say like this is the best I've looked in a long time so I'm very 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 fortunate um be in a situation where you know Brooke still has her job and you know I have you know her to take care of me and you know so this year it's all about rest recovery and um putting on as much muscle as I can um with with the adequate amount of sleep and uh so my my goal is to compete in 2021 um so taking a full year off and again, I haven't I haven't taken this much time off in a long time. I've been back to back to back to back shows, so I think it's time for me to um, take this off season, um, let my body do um, do what it wants to do, which yeah. is grow. And then, what uh, about uh, training? You know, Are you taking clients or? Um, right now because of the whole coronavirus. Um, I, have, I train some people at my house, but very little, you know, yeah. most people are, are a little freaked out and uh, a little, which is understandable, you know, I, I won't hold it against them. Um, and my gym had opened up on Monday and we, we actually trained all day on Monday, but they, you know, the cops, they came and shut us down. So I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, Sheesh. So... <laughs> Right now, I, I don't know. I know you guys are open. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we took all the, we're following all the CDC guidelines and doing everything very, very, um, very, very safe. And everyone was was wearing masks and they still shut us down. So I don't know. Oh, that's crazy. Well, hopefully everything will be opening back up soon. I'm sure you're. Oh yeah, too. definitely. I am. I, <laughs> I, I have my own thoughts on that. Like, I'm like, how can you have Target open but close the gym? <laughs> Where everyone is like not even six feet from each other. Everyone is breathing down each other's right. necks, and like the N95 masks aren't going to protect anyone. Right. I'm like, and then people don't wash the masks or change them, so they're just got germs all on these masks walking around in the supermarket breathing on the food (laughs) too much right it doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah but i'm hoping that they'll start opening stuff back up soon because 
yeah the world needs it uh working out is therapeutic to a lot of people some people don't go to therapy and the gym is their therapy and they're suffering right now yeah i mean without working out without activity people get let their anxiety get the best of them yeah definitely well it has been a pleasure speaking with you i am um glad to know more now you have me curious i'm going to start looking up this medical mystery myself <laughs> <laughs> apparently like there has been some like instagram that have followed my story but they won't tag me and they kind of like wrote a story about me but i don't i, I can't find where just like saying like you know talking about uh-huh. my story which is they want to keep it a mystery or they don't want to tag the, the user or the the person so i don't know there's a lot of people who have been like jumping in and out of my story so it's oh. it's kind of crazy which which also um is was going to lead, lead me to t- saying that i'm actually working on a little documentary about my um about my story so we're we're actually going to start filming oh, soon no. so it's going to be a little 30 minute documentary about like you know the whole competing slash heart attack coronavirus and then we're gonna film it all the way up to my 2021 show which is gonna be my comeback mm-hmm. show and hopefully you know my 2021 show will be a success and then we'll release the video so it's gonna I'm be pretty sure exciting <laughs> i'm like you are one of the most dedicated people i've talked to so <laughs> and um Uh, I think that with the rest that you're getting and this new mindset, yeah, it's it's going to be dope. I, yeah, I, I hope uh well I can't wait to see your documentary. Um mm-hmm. and uh your show, is it going to be in California or are you going back to Miami? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be in California. Okay, it's going to be cool, local. Cool. All right, well keep me posted. I would love to like go or to support. Oh, support. Keep us in, you know, we'll we'll keep it on Instagram and you know, okay. go from there. All right, cool. Trippy, right? <laughs> Can you imagine waking up and not knowing what happened to you like two weeks later? Nah. <laughs> so, um first I wanted to thank Adam for coming on and sharing his amazing story. I swear I got chills thinking about how he must have felt being in that position, you know, not knowing what happened to you and waking up and then having to learn how to walk all over again. What a crazy situation being so young. Um I wanted to touch a little bit more on the subject of heart attacks. Uh so as we everybody knows what a heart attack is, you know. <laughs> so uh, but heart attacks usually happen in older people and they have become more rare, you know, and it's not as common as it used to be and it's not a death sentence like it used to be. But the odd thing about it is within the past 10 years it has become more of a regular occurrence in people under the age of 40. So younger people are getting heart attacks more often. 
And that's nuts. And it's not for the same underlying causes as the older people. It's not diabetes and high blood pressure and high cholesterol. It's happening for idiopathic reasons or like stuff like substance abuse. And that's another thing that has been rising within the past, you know, 10 years. Substance abuse is more common. Like drinking and, you know, doing drugs is, is cool. It's norm. And um, in the bodybuilding community, it's so competitive that to get a little bit ahead, a lot of the bodybuilders are doing steroids and it's putting a lot of stress on their heart. So you're seeing this happening more, more common in the younger community because of the abuse of these substances. And to add to that, I just want to say like, hey, if you're in that community or just in the fitness community at all and you're using substances or any supplements like you know these pre-workouts with a shit ton of freaking caffeine in them none of this is good for your heart it's just it's not anything in excess is bad for your body in general so the best preventative measures to take against things like heart attack and stroke are it's a balanced diet It just is and rest because your heart is your engine okay it's the thing that is pumping the blood and keeping your body going and if you're overworking it by going long hours putting extra stress on it by taking energy drinks back to back and then partying all weekend and you're not letting it you know rest and you're not feeding it properly you're gonna have problems it's gonna be get damaged and you don't want to get a prognosis that you know you can't come back from so you don't want to end up with brain damage you don't want to be a vegetable you don't want to die so everybody take care of yourselves just think about your heart when you're doing all this stuff think about your body if you take care of your body your body will ultimately take care of you it's the only one you get can't stress this enough this is where you have to live every day for the rest of your life and it's up to you how long that's gonna be so thank you for listening don't forget to like subscribe uh i hope you enjoyed this podcast um please follow me on Instagram at unrelenting underscore humans. And to follow Adam's journey, please don't forget to go follow him on Instagram at Adam Tang Trains. Again, it's Adam Tang, T-A-N-G, Trains. I can't wait to see his story further. I can't wait to see him come back and his documentary about the whole thing. I'm very excited for him. So... Without further ado, you all, thank you for listening and have a great day. (laughs) Bye-bye.